Warning, this show may contain adult content, language, and humor and is intended for mature audiences. If that's not you, please stop listening now. Nothing you hear on Sex and Science Hour is intended as medical advice, financial advice, legal advice, therapy, or really anything other than entertainment. Please take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Oh, and if you're hearing us on an affiliate network, the ideas and views expressed on this show are not necessarily those of the network you're listening on or of any sponsors or affiliate products you might hear about on the show. Now that all that's out of the way, let's start the show. This is Sex and Science Hour with Brian Sovereign and Dr. Stephanie Murphy. Get your freak on. It was the night before Sex and Science Hour and all through the house. Nobody was stirring, not even a microphone. I don't know. (laughs) Happy Christmas. Happy holidays, whatever you celebrate, or even if you celebrate nothing. uh, With you there. Happy. Yeah. Happy everything. Happy Isaac Newton's birthday. That's a good one. Happy your own birthday. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Happy really, birthday. anything goes. Happy holidays from us to you. This is our last recording of... Is it our last recording of 2017? No, it's no, actually no. not our last recording of 2017. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is the holiday known as Christmas. I think yeah, last year we called it the C word. We did our C word special. Oh, that's right. Remember, Remember that? that? Yeah. Well, we can't use that joke twice, but we have a great show planned for you. All kinds of news of the weird. And wouldn't it be a happy Christmas... If you were just standing on the beach and a turtle swam up to you with over $50 million worth of drugs attached to it. Well, hold on. What kind of drugs? Cocaine. Oh, yeah. It'd be a very happy day. I mean, jeez. <laughs> we're talking about a day at the beach. Yeah. Talk about a day at the beach. All right. So a turtle was found by the U.S. Coast Guard. And the turtle, I don't know how this happened. Apparently, it swam into a floating raft of bricks of cocaine wrapped up in you know very watertight stuff obviously but it was floating on this on the ocean and this turtle unlucky turtle swam in there got caught up in it and then like beached and went ashore and it was just dragging these bricks of cocaine along with it and it was worth over 50 million dollars probably came in contact with like a police boat or a coast guard yeah they probably threw it overboard or something yeah well i mean after they used some you know, like, I, I mean, it's, come on, it's the, it's the U.S. government. Of course, they love their own product. But, uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> wow. You can't just drop that and not explain it. Uh, well. Are you one of those people who believes in those things? No, just, you know, Operation Fast and Furious. Granted, the turtle, you know, is going to beat the Fast and Furious, right? The tortoise I don't know air. what that is, sweetheart. I Operation really Fast and Furious was about how, not the movie series, was how literally the U.S. government was helping... Um, various Mexican drug lords and others and whatever, getting drugs back and forth, uh, you know, through 
you know, across the border into the United States or into Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, very Because people say that. I've heard people say that, that, oh, the CIA is running drugs, but I didn't know if there was anything to it. I never oh, really no, thought yeah, about Operation it that much. Fast and Furious is like, this isn't, this is one of those things that every news organization will talk about, you know, whether it's Fox or CNN or whatever. Uh, I mean, it was during the Obama administration, obviously it was happening before, and I'm sure it's happening after. And why would uh, they do that? Well, that's that, that's where you start getting into the realms of speculation. Okay, so what are the theories about why they would do that? Well, I mean, one could be that turtles like cocaine, and so it's that way the turtles could get some. I mean, so this was what, a teenage mutant ninja this turtle. This is what happened here, and <laughs> I don't know. You, you know that that the U.S. government likes making money off of the drugs, controlling the populace. I don't know. Getting into them makes me think, or I think gives people the sense that I somehow buy into them, which I'm not. You know, I. I'm not claiming that I do. Okay, well, we'll absolve you of responsibility for believing in any of these. You got the disclaimer out of the way, so, but what are the theories? I want to hear them. I'm not saying I believe them either. I'm just curious what they are. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, they all kind of play off of that same theme, that that the government is in control of the drug war. The drug war, you know, they keep it going. They keep um, it going because they make a lot of money and it, it perpetuates their own jobs. They get power, you know. Uh, right. It allows them to have greater Asset control forfeiture. over the populace. Right, right. exactly. Um, well, I that mean, doesn't sound that far out, honestly, but it's just like hard well, to believe that that would really be true. But yeah, you don't yeah. want to believe it. Right. <laughs> well, speaking of the drug war... Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, this turtle, hey, you know, it's doing great, right? I mean, that's... It's doing great it now, but it had turtle in the world. it had a lot of chafing on its fins, this oh, poor turtle. Man. It's you like, know, it's wonder. better than swimming into one of those, like, uh, plastic six-pack beer things that, you know, like, the animals <laughs> get caught in an oil slick or whatever. I, I mean, like, the, my, it does come to mind, the idea of, like, the sea turtles, like, in Finding Nemo. And, you know, because they all act like they're high all the time. Finding like, what, yayo. <laughs> what happens if they took cocaine? Suddenly those sea turtles are like, no, nah, man, don't go with the flow. You, you beat that golf stream, baby. You beat it. You're going all the way. Baby. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a kid story just waiting to happen here. Before. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, oh, my God. Well, you know, it, it brings up the idea that there is so much trash in the ocean. And now there's actually trash in space. Oh, sure. I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, like, that any asteroids are going to get, like, large amounts of cocaine in space. But no, that... probably not. Yeah, probably anyway. not. But if, right. if there were creatures up in the high atmosphere, they might encounter some space junk that's launched <laughs> into orbit. And actually, speaking of uh, junk and landfills, uh, there's a very interesting story. I don't know if you heard about this before. Maybe you have. Um, there, It's a story that's been around for a while, but there's an update to it. So... A couple of years ago, there was a man that came out, a British man, who said that he accidentally chucked this hard drive. He threw it in the trash that had 7,500 bitcoins on it because he was mining bitcoin back in 2009 and he mined those 7,500 coins with his own computer back when it was really uh, possible to get a lot of Bitcoins through mining and you could still use your own computer to do it. Um, and it, for nothing more than the cost of the electricity. But of course, at that time, Bitcoins really weren't worth anything. Right, right. Um, so he said he he purposely hung on to the hard drive. He got rid of the computer, but he purposely hung on to the hard drive just in case Bitcoin's value went anywhere. But then he was cleaning out his house and somewhere around, you know, 2013, he mistakenly threw it in the trash. Then he realized it later and he uh, knew that that hard drive went to a specific landfill in Newport, South Wales, which is where he lives. Okay. Um, 
So then, meanwhile, Bitcoin's value just keeps going up. It skyrockets, it skyrockets. It gets to the point where the Bitcoin that he threw away on that hard drive was worth about $4 million or 4 million pounds. Okay. And this was probably sometime around 2015 or 16, maybe. And he was like doing this campaign to say, look, I really want to go diving through this landfill and see if I can try to find my old hard drive. Come on, right. it's kind of worth it. And it, but it was like borderline worth it, right? Cause it's literally like looking for a needle in a haystack. Do you know how much trash people throw away oh, every sure, day? Sure. The average that is house is kind of dangerous. It is kind of dangerous. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like, just imagine how much trash you as a single person or a single household, maybe your family throws away every year. It's a huge amount of trash. Now imagine going just dumpster diving through your own trash right. and trying to find something that you threw away and that you didn't want to throw away. I don't think you could pay me enough. Yeah. Like it, it's just, it almost seems like an impossible endeavor, right? And of course, the land, the large, sorry, the longer that hard drive sits in a landfill, the more likely it's going to be ruined from what, just being surrounded by rotten trash. Or just, yeah. Or crushed under the weight of all this trash. Yeah. Um, I mean, this, so funny thing, like, I, I almost never throw out hard drives. Yeah. Unless, unless. Here, and this Phones, is the funny too. Thing, like, if this, if this guy is such a technical wizard of some kind, an IT guy or whatever, he's really kind of doing this wrong. You don't throw out a hard drive unless you douse the fucking thing. Like, you wipe it. Right. To where there is no return, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, so that's that's kind of foolish in itself. Um, that 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 happened, uh, in my opinion, because, you know, like if, if I did the same thing, there would be no hope for me getting, you know, those Bitcoin back. Right. Because it just, At a certain point, you have to just declare it. OK, it's gone. Right. 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 I mean, and why <laughs> and not even the... like, save the private keys? Like, I don't. Right. Exactly. Why save the hard drive? Why not make a backup copy of the wallet? And yeah. save that instead. Did he not realize that you could do that? Yeah, I mean, you could say a lot of coulda, shoulda, woulda, and, and I understand that. But yeah, like, you know, these yeah. kind of stories, these these stories are, are always they annoy me a little bit, and sometimes I wonder how real they are because, like, you know, this is just like the story where oh, the grandmother was putting money away every year in her mattress, right? And then when she died, they threw know, away the mattress. They threw away yeah. the mattress, <laughs> and there was a million dollars in there, and it's like, oh, come on, like, right? You, you know, I heard stories of people uh, at yard sales, like just sticking a piece of masking tape on an old hard drive that mm -hmm. said BTC, that had said like 500 BTC or something. Yeah. yeah. And then the, the hard drive selling for like thousands of dollars at a right. yard sale because people thought they were Bitcoins on there, but it was a scam. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of funny. Like, it's it's funny as the value of Bitcoin goes up, you know, people are motivated to like kind of find those old little, and, and it happened to me too, because like, you know, I've been interested in Bitcoin for a while. And when the value of Bitcoin went up, to, or when the price of Bitcoin went up to like around, I don't know, started getting around $10,000, I was like, hmm, you know, I probably have a bunch of accounts on like old websites that I, I started back in the day that have like, at what at the time was dust, you know, right. it was like 0 .001, like one millibit or something like that, mm -hmm. which at the time was worth like one cent or 10 cents, maybe. Yeah. But now it would be worth like $10 or $100. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I, you know, I'll tell you, I, I what so I, I went looking in some old accounts, and sure. I found some old bitcoins that I had. <laughs> sure. But you know, what I think, is, what I think might be really going on here, I think this guy just wants to collect all the hard drives. 
And then he's just gonna oh. he's gonna go through and he's see. He's gonna go oh, through and see who else had bitcoins else? that they who threw away or whatever else that he can I mean, mine. You can say needle in the haystack, but yeah, the payout is pretty high, depending upon. And maybe he knows that some company where there was like, or not some company, but maybe he knows somebody who was actually mining yeah. bitcoins. Maybe he has data. some insider information, right? Because it is. You're right, Brian. I really like your conspiracy theory about that because it is hard to believe that an IT professional who had the foresight and knew what he was doing enough to mine seven thousand five hundred bitcoins back in two thousand nine, right? Then threw them away in two thousand thirteen. Like, even if it okay in two thousand thirteen, I remember. The price of Bitcoin was somewhere around one to ten dollars. I would say. Yep. I think that sure. was when it when it went up to thirty dollars briefly and then crashed down to ten. But even still, if you had seven thousand five hundred bitcoins and they were all they were worth one dollar to ten dollars, mm-hmm. then you suddenly got seven thousand five hundred to seventy five thousand dollars. Right. So why would you throw that away? Yeah, it doesn't it, make any sense. It's very, very weird. He really did it wrong. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying people can't do. I that. I agree. There, but... there might be more to this story than yeah. than he's letting on. But anyway, there's an update now that I wanted to talk about on the show. So of course, as we know, Bitcoin has been on a rally. It crashed down a little bit uh, just before Christmas here, but um, you know, Bitcoin hit was hitting highs around twenty thousand dollars this month in yep. December 2017, and it's been getting a lot of attention and. So now at the peak value, these 7,500 Bitcoins are worth almost like $127 million. And so he wanted to go into the landfill and excavate it to try to look for this hard drive. (laughs) But the people in charge of the landfill would not let him. They said a modern landfill is a complex engineering project and digging one up could raise dangerous gases, potential landfill fires. It's a big, expensive and risky project. So they're not letting him do it. The landfill is not the city or whatever is not letting him do it. I think it's sketchy. I think it's sketchy as fuck. You're right. I mean, the liability for the city, oh no. 50,000 tons of waste added to this landfill every year, so every year that goes by, it becomes increasingly infinitesimal that you'll ever find this hard drive. All right, more coming up. Well, the chances that we'll come back from the break are not infinitesimal here. No, we're back. What do you think, Brian? Do you think it's worth $175 million, potentially? I mean, that... that, that hard drive could be decomposing right now. Well, it wouldn't exactly decompose. I mean, a hard drive is made of some pretty sturdy stuff. I mean, you know, solid blocks of aluminum. It's a glass plant. It's not exactly something that, like, would necessarily melt. I mean, like... What if it was, like, underwater? Uh, even then. I mean, it, you know, you because you could just take the, the, the platen off of, out of it and uh-huh. put it into a similar model hard drive, which isn't hard to find. Uh-huh. And you could potentially have, like, a completely new hard drive. You know, that's that's really what matters. I mean, to some degree, the logic board on there can matter, but not really. Depends on what kind of hard drive we're talking about. I mean, if it's if it's if it was a solid state drive, which I'm assuming it wasn't. But if it's a solid state drive, different story Then yeah, it could be dead and gone and snap in half. But if it's a good old fashioned traditional, you know, HDD hard drive, I mean, that, that can take quite a beating. Really? Yeah. I thought solid state. Well, solid state is more uh, is less vulnerable to failure or crashes right when it's actually in your computer right no so there's the the advantage of solid state is singular the advantage is the speed that it offers because Uh, there's no moving parts oh okay you know involved so that's the advantage but you know traditional hard drives you know glass platinum hard drives i mean those things can last 
decades potentially depending upon their use I oh mean, there's a so reason... he might actually so it might actually still be good huh? yeah there's a reason like in network you know in like nasa's and network area storage why you know you're still using traditional hard drives i mean there's this you know those things are tough they they, they take a licking and keep on ticking so there, there's a good i mean i just i don't buy into his story but anyway yeah, I agree. Yeah. I like that you I like that extra little bit of analysis. I think that's why people listen to our show and to your show. By the way, if you like Brian's analysis, you should check out his podcast called Sovereign Tech at S O V R Y N Tech dot com, right, Brian? Where I break this kind of stuff down all the time. Oh, and by the way, I just want to put in a quick plug because on Sovereign Tech recently, sometimes I am on Brian's show. Yes. And I was on a very special interview that our listeners would love, I believe. Um we're not going to run it on Sex and Science Hour because I know there's like a lot of overlap. If you want to listen to it, you can just go to Sovereign Tech and check it out. But we interviewed Mistress Harley, who is the tech dom. And not only does she do technology-based uh, BDSM play domination, she's a dominatrix, but she also does uh, financial domination. Yeah. And she talked to us about both of those topics. We had a very great uh, intellectual discussion about kink and about uh technology and about the future and it was really good yeah so episode, i recommend everybody check it out episode 257 at sovereigntech.com that's what you want mm -hmm. i believe we talked about her on the show on sex and science hour about a year ago in an episode called pink hat and that that was andreas antonopoulos was on with us was that in that episode i think so oh, yeah okay i think so because i did talk about it on sovereign tech as well but anyway yeah. all right it was too good not to talk about so anyway yeah check that out uh and if you are receiving packages this Christmas or anytime, really, some areas have a big problem with people going onto other people's porches and stealing the packages right off their front porch, right? <laughs> yes. And those are called package thieves, right? Or porch thieves. And one person apparently got fed up with it, rigged up something he calls the blank box and has been selling them. So what is the blank box? Well, it's simply put a booby trap. It's a package, which is an empty box that you put on your porch, but it's rigged with fishing wire and a 12 gauge shotgun blank that will go off if somebody tries to take the package. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I got to say, that's a lot more brilliant, practical, and I don't know about safe, but... Um, I don't know about safe either. Yeah, I feel like he's probably going to get come under some kind of regulatory scrutiny, right? Because didn't, didn't we know of somebody who, who was selling like, basically like exploding rat traps or something like that and what had, went to prison for it? Yeah, yeah, that's kind of a weird case. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know how this is all going to shake, shake out, but... I mean, I like this solution much better than I like Amazon putting a camera in your house. Yeah, and, and giving people a key, right? right and controlling your door lock. <laughs> or you give people a key. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that this is a much more, honestly, elegant solution than that. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, that gets weird because, I mean, this is really, I think this is kind of problematic because some of those Amazon deliveries, like from either, well, I don't think it's UPS, but the but USPS, some of the Amazon deliveries, like they pull up in regular cars, you know, like a regular truck. These are people kind of like TaskRabbit, like the, the service TaskRabbit. Right. Where they just show up and drop off and you're like, whoa, what the hell is this car outside yeah, the house? Yeah, exactly. This, this old guy in a truck coming out of the, you know, coming out of the house or, you know, coming towards the house. I mean, th this, 
you know, they, they need to resolve that. But and, there, are they working for the post office or for Amazon? I, I think it's more for Amazon. I think that that's the way it works out. That they're really? hired by Amazon and they go, because usually I've never seen anybody that worked for the post office that didn't have some kind of marking on their car that said that they were with the yeah, post office. Or a uniform at least, right? Yeah, I've seen. Post- that probably is a regulation that they have to wear some kind of a uniform. Right, and these guys don't. So I, I've seen at least two, uh, personally. That, that where they pulled up and they brought something at some like weird ass hour, you know, and they and they dropped it off. Um, so, but I've also heard like other tech shows talk about it how it's kind of scary that Amazon's just hiring these like normal people that just come up to your door. Mm. Uh, so, I, yeah, I don't I don't know, you know. Uh, I mean, something like this, I, I think this is actually a pretty good idea, you know, as long as it's a blank. Yeah. Hey, you know, go for it. Well, so the the cop, the local cops are saying that it could backfire on you because if you rig up a package like this and it injures a thief, then you could be liable for it. That's outrageous. Uh, it is. It's almost like you ever heard those stories where somebody breaks into someone's home and then they slip and fall on a knife or something, or they slip and fall in the person's home and they sue the homeowner and they win. Yep. yep. Yeah. I mean, that's why you get homeowners insurance, well, things like that. I mean, the the police are some of the greatest thieves in the world, like, <laughs> and they never get held liable for this stuff. They get paid vacation, you know, anytime they pull these stunts. So that I mean, that that's... well, the police aren't typically stealing Amazon packages off your porch. So no, n- yeah, not unless you know there's a well. I mean, unless you're using a turtle to deliver your drugs, you know, then it's okay. <laughs> but if, but if there's something else, you know, something extra, that was special, on the beach, Brian. Not the oh, porch. that was on the beach, yeah. right? Yeah, well, beachfront property could be all the same. So, but. <laughs> I mean, far be it for the the pot to call the kettle black. Wow. Well, I mean, I think it's great. I'm a big fan of booby traps myself. Yeah, no, <laughs> the, I, I think the guy awesome. apparently has rigged them up on his truck as well. So if if somebody get Jimmy's open the door on his truck, it also fires off a 12 gauge plane. <laughs> <laughs> and he sells T-shirts that say "Don't touch my package" and "Don't touch my box." <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. What an entrepreneur, huh? I got a package for you too, buddy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) This is Sex and Science Hour, the Christmas edition. There's more coming up, and I have a heartwarming gay Christmas story for you all. Stay tuned. Actually, I think it'll appeal to gay and straight alike. There's more coming up. Gay, straight, bi, pan... I'm sorry, I was calling a little binary there. But I think it'll, I think this story will apply to all sexual orientations, asexual even. Okay. I actually think it would appeal to asexual people very well. So, there are two guys in Ireland, Matt Murphy, age 83, and Michael O'Sullivan, age 58. Wait, wait, there's only two guys in all of Ireland? No, Ooh. there's more than two guys, oh, but oh. these two guys are the stars of our Christmas, yeah, our heartwarming age, Christmas special. To... Oh, this is good. All right, it's heartwarming. Let's do it. It okay. is very heartwarming. All I right. love this story. Fantastic. I was saving the best for last year. So Matt Murphy is 83 years old. Michael O'Sullivan is 58 years old. And they are best friends. They are heterosexual life mates. They're just, just best buddies. Sure. They are not... Uh, gay they're not they've both i think been married to women before okay right they are not romantically uh involved with each other however uh the younger one mr o'sullivan i guess became homeless and they've been friends for like 30 years so he went to live with with his friend mr murphy who was 83 okay and uh basically somehow the idea came about for Murphy to leave O'Sullivan his house 
when he dies because he's 83 years old, right? Mm-hmm. So O'Sullivan said, yeah, that would be wonderful. And we've been best friends for 30 years. I mean, that's a really touching thing to do. However, if he would have done that, then O'Sullivan would have been left with a with a tax bill for the house. That was like 50,000 pounds. And he knew there was no way that he could pay it without actually selling the house. So that would leave him homeless again. Okay. So what did they do? They got married. They got married. And then you can pass on property to your spouse. Right. Without paying those taxes. Right. So they just avoided that 50,000 pound inheritance or euro. Is it pounds or euros? Yeah, I think it's pounds. Inheritance tax on the house. And they got married. And um, so let me read you a little bit. This is from The Guardian. Best friends Matt Murphy and Michael O'Sullivan are both heterosexual, but they decided to get married when they discovered how much tax would have to be paid on the house Murphy, 83, intended to leave in his will to O'Sullivan, 58, who is his who is his carer. Oh, he's he's taking care of him. So okay. he's caretaker. Okay. I've known Maddie for 30 years. We became very friendly after my second relationship broke up, said O'Sullivan, a father of three. I've been bringing Matt out to my out in my car to various parties and all that kind of thing. He became friends with all my friends, and they all loved him. Each man went through some tough times, with O'Sullivan becoming homeless and Murphy suffering from giant cell arthritis, which affects the optic nerve. I stayed with him for a while, and eventually Matt said, why don't you come and stay here? I would go over and stay with him and the odd, the odd time, but never full time. Murphy could not afford to pay O'Sullivan as a caretaker. Eventually, Matt said the only way he could pay me was to leave me the house. He said he would give me the house so I would have somewhere to live when he goes. However, O'Sullivan knew that that would mean a huge tax bill and the house would have to be sold to pay it. He said Murphy was chatting with a friend down the country when she jokingly said that we should get married. Then, one night, he turned around and said it to me, and I said I would marry him. (laughs) (laughs) O'Sullivan paid tribute to Ireland's LGBT community. The equality gay and lesbian people did for this country that they fought hard for, they were discriminated against for most of their lives, they got equality for themselves, but also for everybody else. The couple got married in a former hospital on Dublin's Grand Canal Street, followed by a meal for five at a nearby gasworks bar. O'Sullivan was previously married to a woman. It is Murphy's first marriage. During the wedding ceremony, O'Sullivan spoke of his husband's great kindness while Murphy sang Willie Nelson's song, Let the World Go By, and here are the lyrics, with someone like you, a pal good and true, I'd like to leave it all behind and go and find a place that's known to God alone. O'Sullivan said after the ceremony, I love Matt and he loves me as friends. That's fantastic. How sweet is that? That's fantastic. I just thought, I almost cried. I thought that was so sweet. And I think that, you know... I guess uh, I guess if you if you really want to strike the root on this problem, the problem is is the idea of like inheritance taxes. I mean, that's all meant to just keep for families to not be able to pass on property through the generations and for the government to be able to get some kind of cut of it. Yeah. But I mean, as long as we have those and we're those laws aren't being reformed or whatever. um, Yeah. Why not? Why shouldn't you be able to enter into a civil union or a a marriage even with somebody who is not necessarily your lover because God knows every heterosexual marriage isn't necessarily full of love, right? So many, so many times it's about money and property and inheritance and the, and legal stuff, that kind of thing. Yeah. So why shouldn't you be able to marry even like a, like a family member or something like that? If you want to pass it on, pass on property to them or, or just have a civil union with somebody, uh, 
who you're not necessarily fucking, right? Sure. I mean, governments and authoritarians of any stripe, I mean, they've always had a problem with inheritance. I mean, I think uh, I think the reason that priests aren't allowed to marry in Catholicism is simply because they were creating their own dynasties. These mm. priests with all the property and everything they were collecting as they passed around the hat over the past 2,000 years. So, you know, inheritance is serious for authoritarians. They don't like that because it gives, you know, little people power. And, <laughs> right. um you know, so I can see why that would be such a challenge. Of course, institution legalized institutions like marriage, I mean, marriage can exist outside of a legal framework, but legal institutions like that allow, you know, are originally designed to give governments and authoritarians that kind of control over that situation. Mm-hmm. And I think this is, this is might be like one of those hidden reasons as to why, you know, there, there was so much against like homosexual marriage and all that and like read or what in their minds is redefining marriage. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not the biggest... You know, I'm not the biggest supporter of marriage. I think love does just fine without it. Yeah, you know? I think they're really two separate things. They are. Yeah, yeah. and historically, it's it's, it's that's a fact. exactly. The case. I mean, <laughs> like like marriage and love being the same thing. Uh, you know, it's only been true for probably not even a hundred years. Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless of that, I mean, I I think that. Well, I think this is this is great. And this is one of the areas where I'm like, oh, yeah, marriage. OK, it's this is where it really makes sense is that if you need to buck the system in this way, then do it. Yeah. You know, go, go ahead and, and make that happen. Exactly. Um, Why not? There's no law that says you have to be sticking it in your spouse. Right. Yeah. And I don't think this is. <laughs> they said we love each other as friends. And then they paid homage to the LGBT community and they weren't being like appropriative of no, gay marriage. Or yeah, whatever. No, no. I don't, and, and I don't think they would be even if they didn't say anything. Right. The reason I say that is, is because, I mean, I think it can be very tough depending upon one's perspectives of love. I think it'd be very tough. Like, how do you define the difference between friend and girlfriend or right. friend and boyfriend? Oh, my gosh. You know, yeah. What, because you stoop, you know, like, OK, so you add in that mixture. But like, that doesn't mean that you're not feeling the very concept, the very essence of what love is. Right. So that's why I said asexual people would love this story because, right, if you're asexual, then you might you might be uh, romantic, but not sexual. Right. Right. So you might want a romantic relationship or a life partner, but not necessarily want to have sex with them. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you know, all the way use use their own laws and frameworks to, you know, to make sure that you win and Mm -hmm. they lose. Uh, I, I think that that's that's fantastic. Absolutely. This was one of the biggest things um, when gay marriage was not like legally sanctioned by the state was that people could be partners like homosexual uh, couples could be partners for years and years and years. They're essentially living as though they're married people. Mm-hmm. Right. They have that kind of loving relationship. And then one of them dies and the other one, in order to inherit their property, has to pay these huge taxes on it. Yeah, sure. Sure. I mean, if I was in a similar situation, I'd have no problem with it, even if, you know, I weren't bi or homosexual or anything like that. Like, right. I, I, I see no, no issue with this. Whatsoever. Yeah, I think that's a very creative use. Yeah. Of that. And, and yeah. I think even LGBT people would be just would be like, good. Good I'm for them. We can right. help. You know, I really think that they would say that. Sure. Because so. really, it's like you should be able to define those relationships according to whatever it means to you. Yeah. You know? Yeah, love is a very comp humanity. The human condition is complex. Love is the most complex attribute of that. And do it you know, on your own terms. Do it on your own terms. As much as you can, Nobody right? Nobody <laughs> can define it for you. It's impossible. Yeah. All right. Well, in that spirit, I hope everybody has a happy Christmas and a very happy new year. We'll be back next Friday before the new year. Thanks for tuning in. This is Sex and Science Hour and the after show's coming right up. Hot and fresh. 
you've just heard Sex and Science Hour. Game over. Play again next week. got a little bit behind on the show and we decided you know what we'll just do a christmas special there we go. and then when i saw that heartwarming story i couldn't resist yeah you know? absolutely what a way to <laughs> so celebrate. yeah so i hope everybody's having good uh a good break um this is a great opportunity to take a break because we all know the world kind of stops for christmas like nobody's bothering you nobody's emailing you except maybe your friends to say happy christmas and yeah hopefully people can uh, sort of catch a break and take a little rest so yeah, absolutely. Boy, Whatever the you're doing this year. Oh, oh yeah, New Hampshire has had a white Christmas, and it it's been white. awesome all week. We've had a beautiful white Christmas, and Though you know, there's so south, much to be grateful if you're for. Down south, keep an eye out for those turtles. They might bring you a white Christmas as well. Oh. You know what I mean? They might have fifty uh, million dollars worth of. They have a few pounds snow. of cocaine yeah. and some <laughs> China white following them. I mean, I hate. <laughs> Oh my God! Could you believe that story? Oh, I love that. Yeah, that, that's so cool. <laughs> that, was, that was really, really interesting. Okay, so the after show is, of course, brought to you by stuff.sexandsciencehour.com. If you want to be part of our after show, all you have to do is go shopping through that link, stuff.sexandsciencehour.com. And if you hear about any products on our after show that you want to check out or you want to get for yourself, that that link will take you there too. One more time, stuff.sexandsciencehour.com. Okay, so what did people buy through stuff.sexandsciencehour.com this week? Well, um, one of the first items was a detangling hairbrush, a brush that you can use on wet hair. It's called the Wet Detangle Pro Hairbrush in Metallic Purple. That's oh, I like nice. that color. Oh, yeah. Ten bucks. Now, I we talked a lot about curly hair stuff on the after show in the past and on the show. And I've talked about my whole hair care regimen. But basically, curly hair is fundamentally very different than straight hair. And one of the things that um, you really have to do is you have to think of brushing totally differently. Straight hair, it's really good to brush it dry because it distributes the the oils from the scalp to the ends of the hair. Mm. And when this, when the oils get distributed all the way through the hair – you know, typically people's scalp gets oily and the ends get dry and then the ends break off and then you can't achieve a lot of length. Well, if you brush the hair, that's like the old wisdom of, oh, brush it a thousand strokes a day. Yes. It distributes the oils and it makes the ends, the, the top less oily and the ends more oily. So it's like evenly distributed, like Bernie Sanders redistributing the hair oil <laughs> and uh, <laughs> causing economic growth. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> like that little Bernie analogy. But with curly hair, it's totally different. Curly hair is uh, not only very porous, so you really, like the, the natural oils are almost not enough for the ends, and it doesn't distribute very well. Like it just kind of stays up at the top. And also curly hair is like very delicate. 
So for curly hair, they only really recommend brushing it while it's soaking wet and full of conditioner so that it just kind of the brush just slides through and it's very delicate. And so uh, Denman is the brand of brush. There's really only like one brush and the Denman brush is it. It's got this like rubber bottom and it's got these plastic bristles and it's great for detangling curly hair. But this brush, uh, this wet pro detangle brush, that looks really good if you have, uh, if you have straight hair or maybe it even works on curly. I don't know. I'm up to, I'm up for being corrected on that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. You know, I mean, this all just sounds so complex. Let me tell you folks and (laughs) ladies included and Z's, whatever, you know, feel free to just shave it all off and just rock and roll. Oh yeah. I mean, I know some women who go full bald and wow, like, I mean, stunning to, to say the least, you know, so, it can be very liberating, but um, yeah. I'm also a huge fan of long hair. I'm like with that girl that wrote in the other day with the hair fetish. I love sure. long hair on myself, on everybody else, but you know, and you know what? I never expected to fall in love with a bald man, but, but here we are. And well, I love Brian's look. He rocks it. Thank he you. looks great. Well, like I said last week, I mean, you know, there's very few guys that, that can pull off the bald. I agree. I with agree. That. But, yeah. but guys are like naturally ugly, in my opinion. Like they like they really... there's few guys that can pull off, you know, their own face. Really. That's... Yeah. Right. Right. So, but anyway, but I mean, you know, go full tank girl and just like just, just take it off. But, sure. You know, yeah. Why not? There you go. That's easier to wear a wig if you want to. There you go. Just put put one on. The Satanic Bible by Anton Zandor Levey, number pool? one bestseller in New Age reference. This got bought again. Oh, I don't know. I think it's, yeah, I think it's another copy. Maybe somebody oh, else. Great. Yeah, it was on a few weeks ago, right? Great. I mean, there's nothing like, I mean, if you got that for somebody else or if you got that for yourself, if you got it for yourself, you're really doing it right. I mean, that's that's fantastic. You, you already understand what's in the book. Mm-hmm. Big, big fan of Anton LaVey. Someone got the Good Vibrations Guide to Sex, the most complete sex manual ever written by Kathy Weeks, Winks and Ann Siemens. I narrated the audiobook, and it looks like this person bought the paperback. I don't know about the audiobook. So, but just saying, if you did want an audiobook. I don't know. That's a book where, you know, recently, in mm-hmm. fact, I covered this on my show, Sovereign Tech. Um, recently, I got a, uh, uh, a Kindle Oasis, which is the waterproof kind. Right. Yeah. Know, yeah. That's a book where I'd want it to be waterproof. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, <laughs> I mean, it's going to, if you're really. You did following, a review of that Kindle Oasis, yeah, by the way, on I'm your show. Saying, if you're following that book right, you're, you're going to, you know. Taking it in all kinds of environments. A paper and... book might be in trouble. <laughs> You took the Kindle Oasis in the shower with us, and you were reading a story to me in the shower. That was was really cool. Yeah, might not be the best word, but anyway. Rock and roll, everybody. Uh, Zeroville, the paperback by Steve Erickson. Uh, The darkly beautiful novel that has been hailed as Erickson's best. Oh, I'm not familiar with that. Uh, Something about Charles Manson. Oh, Jesus. All right. Interesting. Uh, I might know who bought that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. There's somebody I know who... uh, all right. Well, it's you can really tell me after crime. off the air. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, somebody brought somebody bought a press a Presto twenty three quart pressure cooker and canner. Somebody's going to be canning some jams or cooking something. Rabbits, maybe. Cooking rabbits. Yep. You know, in a pressure cooker, good for prepper scenarios. Rabbits have the most protein per ounce. Yeah. This pr- pressure cooker was seventy bucks, but I believe this is probably worth every penny because. You can cook things a lot faster in a pressure cooker. So like dry beans and like a chicken breast can cook in like a couple minutes. Can it's you, really amazing. Can you slow cook with that or no? Uh, I think you can. Yeah. If you just don't put on the pressure yeah, cooking aspect the pressure, of it. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is multi-purpose. All right. Mm-hmm. And you really have to do it if you're canning things because that's the only thing that kills the uh, uh, botulism, which can live sure. in or all the bacteria basically. Sure. 
Uh, she comes first. Another copy of She Comes First, Great a thinking book. guide's man, thinking man's guide to pleasuring a woman. Uh, Alex Toy's active monkey balance board. This is like a surfboard kind of thing for kids, but or it's it's one of those things where it looks like half of a like a Saturn or something like that. It looks yeah, like a planet yeah, yeah. with a ring that's cut in half, yeah. and it's a balance board. So you stand on top of it, and you can kind of hop with it and do all kinds of things. Good for your thirteen fifty two. Yeah, strong cores in the youngins. Yogi Honey Lemon Throat Comfort Tea. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, Cards Against Humanity. <laughs> oh, that's a fun game. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love Cards Against Humanity. Um, let's see. Does it say which version? Because I know there's a couple of different versions. Yeah, it looks like the stock version. Version 2.0. Over oh. 150 new cards oh, since right. the last one. Excellent. Cheap source of entertainment. I will tell you that. Uh Cyber Power Standby UPS System. This is like a, I don't oh, know. It's an UPS, yeah. What's an UPS? UPS is a background, uh, like a backup power supply. Oh, backup power. Oh, that's yeah, good. Yeah, I think it stands for uninterrupted power supply. Is that makes sense. For. Um, yeah, those are very handy. If your power goes out, you know, it makes sure that, that your computer keeps on ticking. Oh, or whatever you have connected to it. Takes a licking and keeps on ticking that's there. That's right. Uh, I really like this next one. Country Ham Cracklins, pack of 12. Tasty, Mm -hmm. tasty. Mm -hmm. These are pork rinds, basically. Sure. You know, pork rinds are the ultimate low-carb chip kind of snack. Um, And you can make them yourself. Like, you don't even have to get get, uh, pork skin. You can actually do it with chicken skin. You can just bake them, and they turn into these chicken chips. They're really good. Nice. Okay. Um, You can also get microwave pork rinds where you put them in the microwave, and they just pop. They kind of puff up. Right. It tastes really good. It's way better than popcorn. Uh, okay. A portable radar, laser, radar and laser detector with GPS. 400 bucks. I haven't seen one of these for like 20 years. Yeah. I'm amazed if these even still work right? in any way. Like if they, if they're, How if does they're it work? Practical. Right. Because all the technology has evolved. Beyond, yeah. They have well, a, I, I don't know that it has, but I, I just, I, I don't know. I mean, like, because for a while. A lot of states were outlawing them, weren't they? they? Yeah, they still are. But, you know, because they were coming out with like the, the radar gu- or the, I guess they'd be laser guns, actually, mm-hmm. that could, that would just like be a one click and like it would see you know the rpms of your engine effectively and like everything would be gauged by that and there's really no way you can detect that if it's not just like on a constant widespread so i'm curious how exactly this this works that's a technology i haven't like kept up with since really probably like 2002 yeah you used to be really into radar detectors, didn't you? Oh, I used to be in all kinds of stuff with cars, but now cars you you can't really modify them to not not, not in the fun ways mm. anymore, you know. So, here's a cool thing. Elk antler dog chews buckbone organics. Oh. This is a part of an antler for a dog to chew on. Wow, okay. Made in the USA from Montana. Buckbone. That is awesome. $26. Got 169 customer reviews. People love it. They're raving about it. All right. It's great. 12 semi-precious gemstone box collection. Ooh, that's cool. They're natural polished gemstones. So we've got rose quartz, red adventurine, red jasper topaz, blue agate, tiger eye, stuff like that. Rose quartz is good if... um... My grandma gave me one of those when I was a kid, yeah. and I still have it. Mm-hmm. If you, if like, if you have a condition where you shoot optical blasts out of your eyes, rose quartz will actually contain that. That's very handy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
Like those frogs, those well, or those lizards that shoot blood out of their it's eyes. Like, it's an X-Men thing. I know. Yeah. I know <laughs> you're just being smart. Uh, Douglas Cuddle Toys Stuffed Snowy Owl. That is really cute. That's and it pretty. actually looks pretty realistic. It's a snowy owl plushie. I bet mm. it's really soft. I love snowy owls. They're so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, that they are. Someone had, who was it? One of our friends had one trapped in their porch. Took what? a picture of it. Yeah. Who was that? I don't know. Oh, actually, no. I think I know who it was. I'll tell you later. But yeah. Yeah, because I'm putting them on the naughty list. Jeez. <laughs> this Christmas. Why are they terrible. on the naughty list? What are you doing? They didn't trap it. Oh, it just they flew tried. in there. No. It's yeah, a likely no. story. I don't, I don't know how I feel. How do you trap an owl? I think I, the I, owl, you I think trap? owls are too but, smart to get trapped. Well, I think they what, don't allow themselves right, to. Right. That, that's, that, that's what makes it weird. So they must have been outsmarted by a smarter creature, that being humans. Maybe. Maybe the owl was trying to get away from some other thing, like a fox. Uh, EP Auto Half-Inch Drive Click Torque Wrench for twenty four eighty seven. Right on. That's good. Uh, what else we got? Harry Potter Hogwarts Wall Banner. Hogwarts and Gryffindor Wall Banner. Cards Against Humanity Green Box. I am not a fan of Harry Potter, like, at all. I, You know, I've never read any of the Harry Potter stuff. Yeah. I, I just never got into it, but I know a lot of people really like it. Yeah, I get so, it. Like, more power to them, really. Well, yeah, like, I think every generation sort of has their Star Wars, you know. And, <laughs> like, I think, you know, after Star Wars, I think the following generation, they had, like, Lord of the Rings. Then after that... You know, after the Lord of the Rings generation, you had the Harry Potters, and now it's like Game of Thrones, and that's a lot of generations in that short amount of time. But well, it's a cool wall banner anyway. It's yeah, it twelve does. bucks, it awesome. and it, it looks like a little you know shield and coat of arms kind of thing. Sure, sure. And it looks like a medieval one. It's like the forked kind of flag that hangs down. Uh, so they got two of them. That'd be great for like a kid's room. So what's Cards Against Humanity Green Box? It's an oh, it's an expansion pack for Cards Against Humanity. Oh, okay. Twenty bucks, three hundred totally new cards, and you can write in ones. Is it like terrible things about the environment or something? Maybe that'd be good. Yeah, I wonder what the carbon footprint of that is. <laughs> we got to get a copy. I don't think we have Cards Against Humanity. No, we don't. We but don't. it's open source. That's the thing. You can print them off the internet. Oh, that's true. Uh. I do have some fun Rick and Morty games. <laughs> games but anyway. Oh, cool. We should play that. Yeah. I'll play that with you. Okay. Uh, Littlest Pet Shop, Collie Dazzle Pink and Viola Twinkle Dust. I know some kids who were really into Littlest Pet Shop. So I don't know if this is them, but I know Littlest Pet Shop. Yeah. It's funny because, um, so Littlest Pet Shop is a kid's toy universe. Maybe it's a TV show. I'm not really sure, but, uh, it's, it's a kid's toy thing and it's abbreviated LPS. Well, in biochemistry, which my PhD is in, LPS is the abbreviation for lipopolysaccharide, which is part of a bacterial cell wall on like, certain bacteria i think it's gram negative bacteria okay and it's one of the most toxic substances <laughs> known to man like it's very toxic to cells <laughs> if it pet gets shop, out yeah not to kill you <laughs> yeah so i always think of lps when i think of littlest pet shop oh my god oh my god i this next one trump toilet paper that is that's fantastic and he's like duck facing He's duck facing on the toilet paper. Yeah. Three eighty nine for a roll of toilet paper. It's cheaper than the bambooy toilet paper that we tried and that, didn't weren't a fan of. No. And it every every sheet has Trump's face on it. And it's three ply, soft and absorbent to boot. 
That might be my new favorite toilet paper. My favorite <laughs> oh my that they used to sell. Was He's toilet the most paper. hated president. My God. Can you He's imagine Obama toilet paper? They, it would yeah. be such an uproar. Like, you just couldn't do that. Yeah. yeah. You just Sorry. could not do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but my favorite toilet paper before this was it had it said RIAA on it. Oh, RIAA. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that much industry. better. I would and get that. that. Oh, man, I used to wipe my ass with that all the time. <laughs> you know, it was so much fun. Um, probably the, next to wiping your ass with either wet naps or silk. It's probably the best. Right but uh, Trump is taking the cake here. Or chump, as I like to call him. Well, we have a nice case, an LG V20 case. Uh, Love Me water-resistant shockproof aluminum super anti-shake silicone gorilla glass screen protector case for lg v20 25.99 that is a really nice case that's a serious phone case you you know what i love about phone cases like some of them some of them really make your phone look and i can the only term i can come up with is a made-up one it makes them look very science fictiony like like they look way more advanced than they actually are and i i think that that's so awesome uh so yeah nice, nice case good job it doesn't get very good reviews, though. Some people are saying that you can't make phone calls with it because it blocks the signal. Uh-oh. Uh, that it was missing pieces and defective. Uh-oh. Yeah, well, I don't know. Allegedly, allegedly. I play to win watercolor Overwatch DVA home print. Okay. That's cute. It's just like a little inspirational poster that says, I play to win. Yeah, nice. I like that one. Uh, MG Chemicals Super Shield Nickel Conductive Coating. What the heck is that for? I don't know. Wow. But, all right. Must be for some kind of electronics there. Sure. Uh, Collagen peptides. Pasture-raised, grass-fed, paleo-friendly, hydrolyzed, unflavored collagen peptides for 1872. For how big is that? Well, somebody's being healthy. Looks like a pound, yeah. Um, So I take collagen peptides as well. And you have to get hydrolyzed ones for them to dissolve in in liquids like cold, cold water. Or, or even hot water, really. Okay. Um, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. it's just like jello, and you have to be like boiling water. <laughs> Look at this. Lega Ninjago boys onesie pajamas. That's awesome. All just one set. Like a ninja. Yeah, it's the Lego ninja guy. I would love that. If I was Ninjago. a kid, I would never take that off. Like, that, that'd just be so cool. <laughs> Sensory sand ultimate kit for kids and toddlers. Oh, so this is one of like one of those magnet balls, but you can play. It's like you can build sand. But the sand probably has some kind of glue in it or something in it that makes it kind of stick when you build a sand oh, castle. Okay. So it doesn't just fall apart. Right. Over three Super pounds of dough. no mess magic sand. Yeah, it's like playing with cookie dough. Exactly. Okay. That's really cool. That looks Never awesome. I thought about that. That's like, that, that's like some real end stage capitalism. Like making sand castles out of cookie dough. <laughs> That's, that's, know, that's when you're like that's that's when you're at capitalism is blood sport right there i mean that's, that's speaking phenomenal. of end stage capitalism somebody bought a six pack of sporks <laughs> 12 bucks hey they're useful right now, if you're a minimalist you really only need you. some stuff in your <laughs> and and our last item nature's miracle advanced odor and stain eliminator for pet stuff Forty three wow. twenty five price point. Now that's end stage capitalism. Yeah, they got a big one too, one hundred and seventy to ounces. Make your shit that's stink. a heavy duty pet thing. Yeah. Make your pet shit stink. Yeah. How are those supplements coming? Where you give them the probiotics that smell like peaches or whatever, and you put it in the dog food? Oh, I haven't. I, I'm not sure what Cambridge <laughs> Genomics is doing. They're probably working for some madman and like. They've been for quiet. Yes, this yeah, is not good. Alter the human you know, genome. So. <laughs> 
Anyway, thank you for being a part of our after show. If you would like to be on it one more time, stuff.sexandsciencehour.com. Thank you so much for being with us here on our Christmas special, Sex and Science Hour. We'll be back at you next Friday before the end of the year. Until then, everybody stay safe, party hard, and have a great time. Woo.